Hello everyone, I'm Jakub Ritterling and this is the FDI Podcast. Welcome to the fourth episode of Fortress FDI, our mini-series about rising investment scrutiny and protectionism, where we speak to law experts around the globe to see how COVID-19 has made foreign investment very sensitive in many different countries. You can follow us on iTunes, Acast or Spotify. At this point, please subscribe so that you can get more episodes in the future. Today, we will talk about Germany. The European economic powerhouse has led the Industry 4.0 revolution. It is now going the extra mile to protect its digital sovereignty and economic security. The pandemic has just accelerated the pace of the regulatory changes being introduced, which outline an increasingly stringent and regulated environment for foreign investors to navigate. Joining the podcast from Frankfurt, we have Daniel Whitman, an associate partner with law firm Polite Partner. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Hi, Jacopo. Welcome and thanks for inviting me. So, Daniel, there is a clear moment in the recent history of Germany that brought to the fore the need for a reform of the country's foreign investment screening mechanism. And I'm clearly referring to the takeover of uh, KUKA, uh, a German manufacturer of industrial robots by Chinese company uh, Media. It was 2016, and uh, back then it felt that Germany, for the first time, really feared that its high-end technology could end up in uh, foreign hands, uh, thus threatening its leadership in Industry 4.0 and advanced manufacturing. Uh, the German government initially tried to find local alternatives to the deal, uh, but eventually had to give in as it mostly lacked the, the legal argument to fight the deal back then. Um, that event, though, uh, triggered a gradual overhaul of the country's foreign investment screening mechanism, which has now been accelerated by the COVID-19 uh, crisis. So before discussing the latest changes to the local, to the German regulation, uh, uh, of foreign investment review. Do you want to help us understand better uh, the nature of the domestic debate around foreign investment in the past few years? Yes, sure. Um, I mean, Germany has a foreign investment review mechanism since a number of years. Um, however, until 2009, this related only to investments in German companies that were active in sectors like war weapons and uh, crypto technology. Um, I mean, in 2009, there was for the first time um, introduced a so-called cross-sectoral um, investment review mechanism um, against the background of the um, sovereign um, states fund uh, debate at that time. Um, so since 2009, the German government, or more specifically, the German Ministry of Economic Affairs, can also look into um, acquisitions or investment in companies in other sectors. Um, but, I mean, we had this instrument, but, but it wasn't really used. And that, um, I mean, changed significantly, um, as you pointed out, um, with the acquisition of KUKA by Medea in 2016. I mean, at that time, the, the German Ministry of Economic Affairs had a um, the, 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 the then minister, Sigmar Gabriel, from the Social Democrats, he was really opposed to this acquisition because he saw KUKA as the um, leading um, 
um, company that's important for robotic manufacturing and for, for, for and therefore for manufacturing processes in this industry and tried somehow to, to form a coalition to, to avoid this um, takeover, form a coalition with German companies, so to be seen as white angels um, in this scenario, right. but no one was interested. And um, and it was clear that the BMWE or the German ministry, in short, BMWE, could not prohibit um, this acquisition um, based on 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 the legal um, instruments available to it. Um, and since then, we've seen really um, line of development on the legislative side, but also on the case law side, um, which make clear that that um, German foreign investment control. Um, has been tightened and tightened and tightened again. Um, I mean, in short, it started in 2016. Um, the the ministry, um, in, yeah, they drafted an internal key issues paper, basically stating that um, the main reason why they could not prohibit the transactions were requirement under EU law, yeah, and then that therefore there needs to be a change at the EU level. Yeah, and um, then later in 2017, I think there was an initiative from Germany together with France and Italy um, that the European Commission should tighten rules by introducing um, secondary law regulations, which would allow the government to 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 um, yeah be give them more um, um, freedom of uh, greater freedom to interfere with foreign transactions. Um, since it was clear that I mean the, the, the development of the e at the EU level would take a long time, um, Germany already uh, German government started already with legislative measures um, that it thought it could do. Yeah, um, that started in in 2017. Um, they they um, broadened the interpretations of what kind of transactions may endanger public security or order, in particular transactions in um, companies active in um, critical infrastructure, and they introduced a notification obligation for such investments and extended the review periods. In 2018, there was um, another amendment to, to the German legislative framework so that the um, review initiation threshold, I mean, that's the threshold um, which allows the German uh, ministry to review transaction that was initially at uh, 25%, I mean, i.e. acquisitions of 25% or more of the voting rights in German companies could be reviewed. That threshold was lowered to 10% for companies active in um, certain sectors, uh, in particular um, critical infrastructure. Mm -hmm. um, then um, in, in 2019, um, the EU screening regulation came into force, and shortly thereafter, the, the German Ministry of Economics announced further plans to tighten regulation. Um, I mean, that went in line with its the now Minister uh, Altmaier's paper on industrial strategy and the strategy paper on how the German foreign investment review mechanism should be um, amended. Um, then came COVID-19, and, and what happened first was the so-called Corona amendment to the um, foreign investment um, regulation, which uh, 
extended the, 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 the sensitive sectors under the cross-sectoral investment review to certain healthcare-related sector, public um, protection equipment, um, certain, medicinal, certain medicinal products, etc. Um, then we just had a few weeks ago another amendment, which uh, on the on the more on the formal side, um, in particular, introduced a standstill obligation for um, investments in. Um, Sensitive sectors stand still obligation, meaning that those transactions cannot be consummated or implemented until they have been cleared by the BMVE. Um, otherwise, they are invalid under German law and in addition um, for circumventions, um, criminal sanctions or fines may be imposed. And last but not least, um, they or the, the German government also lowered the criteria for allowing prohibitions. Um, of investment, yeah. So um, that was the. If, if we look back at uh, at the KUKA case, yeah, that was really the the, the um, why why they really wanted to have this uh, reform at the EU level. Um, and now, I mean, we we are talking at the moment about the next amendment, which um, I mean, the the German Ministry of Economics um, indicated that the. Um, Sensitive list of sensitive sectors shall be extended to other sectors such as um, biotechnology, artificial intelligence, robotics, um, and certain others. So this has been a, a pretty extensive list of of uh, gradual reforms that that really uh, uh, tightened the the, the 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 or at least increased the powers. Uh, uh, for German authorities to review and screen uh, uh, for investment uh, operations. And you mentioned the, 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 the paper, the national strategy published uh, uh, by, by BMWE in 2019. And I think that that, 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 that document, uh, as we previously discussed in a, in a phone call that we had earlier this year, is really key. Um, on a conceptual level, in terms of uh, extending the the, the 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 concept of, uh, or at least the, the argument for uh, the review of foreign investment, uh, to things like technology, technological autonomy, uh, technological sovereignty. So we're not talking anymore just about public order and security. And particularly, I just pulled this 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 part from uh, from uh, that document that. Textually reads, uh, textually reads, technological autonomy is a key foundation for the functioning of our highly developed industrial societies. Uh, so, so there is clearly a big emphasis uh, uh, moving forward that there will be a growing emphasis on uh, protecting uh, uh, that technological autonomy. And I think that, as you mentioned, this new reform that we, that we, we are expecting that will extend the discipline to, to things like artificial intelligence, biotech, kind of just confirms this, this uh, trend of this, this shift, correct? Absolutely. I, I think, and I think that's really the, the, the key issue here. I mean, if we look at um, foreign investment review in Germany traditionally and um, in the interpretation by the European Court of Justice. I mean, this was really, as you said, related to, to, to public order and security in the traditional sense, i.e. that there um, must be um, foreign prohibition, uh, there must be an actual and sufficiently serious danger to a 
fundamental interest of society. Yeah, for instance, um, as regards to the security of supply on t in telecommunications, electricity, and healthcare. Um, and now what we're seeing is a really a paradigm shift. Yeah, that that this is becomes more also a matter of industrial policy. Yeah. So that to say, okay, we need a technological autonomy here. Um, I mean, of course, we have to, to, to mention the background here, and that's, um, I mean, the Chinese industrial um, strategy, um, 2025. Um, and, um, I mean, that's at least the, the perception of, of, of the German government. Yeah, and that's, you can also find that in the um, Strategy, strategy paper where it basically says we, we, we still want to remain open to, to investments, but the situation can be different in cases in which this openness is utilized by com companies from third countries to pursue strategies um, which can endanger um, Germany's or Europeans' technological autonomy. And this relates in particular to, to, to a perceived strategy by, by China um, to, to acquire um, companies that are um, very innovative, yeah, in order um, 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 to, to, to further its own economy. Yeah? And, 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 and here they say that's unfair competition and that disturbs um, the level playing field. I'm not saying that's correct, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. the perception um, um, in, in the ministry. And on the other side, we of course have to to, to see that um, we also see developments in the USA, which are not really <laughs> in favor of um, free investment. I mean, CFIUS is, is, is really probably the the precedent legislation for what we see here. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 also that yeah, it mirrors the current climate. Yeah, absolutely. So does the discipline apply to any extra EU investor? Uh, does it apply also to other members of the European Union or, or rather it, it singles out uh, certain uh, uh, countries or rather certain investors coming from certain countries? Um, I mean, we have to, to, to make a distinction between the sector-specific review, which, as I said, only focus on certain sectors like uh, military weapons, etc. I mean, this applies to any third country investor, yeah? mm -hmm. whereas the um, more important uh, cross-sectoral review only concerns acquisitions by non-EU, non-EFTA um, investors. Yeah. Um, so, so that's at least the theory. Um, I mean, it's, in, in fact, it's more complex yeah, because it only also um, applies to indirect acquisitions um, by non-EU, non-EFTA foreigners. Um, so, um, I mean, if you basically um, have, for instance, an, a EU companies acquiring such a company in Germany, um, I mean, the, the, the BMWE could also exert jurisdiction if this acquiring EU companies has a a controlling or um, or a foreign investor above a certain threshold of voting rights. Okay, so this means that also operations structured through uh, private equities, for example, are subject to possible reviews. Yes, it's possible. I mean, um, the, as you say, the, the the devil lies in the detail. Yeah, you yeah. always 
look really at the exact structure and i mean this can can pose complex issues um, in practice right? absolutely yeah yeah but this is a trend that actually you mentioned you mentioned the, the usa and the reform of uh uh there in the in the, in the us and the bigger bigger element of uh, a big new element that was introduced recently was the fact that also uh, private equities and other uh, other uh, investments uh, designed through through investment uh, funds were subject to to review or will be subject to review now onwards um so it's interesting that also germany is moving uh, uh, in this uh, in this uh, direction um so basically what you're saying that is that at the moment uh, uh, in uh, those sectors that are considered to be like uh, critical infrastructure sectors, um, it just the, 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 you know, any any operation that uh, involves uh, more than ten percent of the voting rights uh, will be subject uh, to to review, and uh, and therefore the investor, the acquirer, has to notify the the minister. Is that is that a procedure? Yes, that's correct, and 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 it's not only subject to a notification requirement, but also um, that there's, as I mentioned, the standstill obligation, i.e., this investment cannot be closed or consummated until clearance um, has been granted or is deemed to be granted under law, uh, because the review exper- periods have expired. And that's that's another very interesting element because, as far as I understand, uh, this also means that, for example, the acquirer cannot uh, uh, receive, uh, um, the, or, or rather, the, the company that uh, has to be acquired cannot disclose disclose any sensitive uh, information to the acquirer. Uh, so this may also pose uh, some some due diligence uh, problems from for, for those that want to actually acquire the company and have a, the, 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 a clear picture of its assets, operation, etc. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, in order to 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 safeguard the standstill obligation, um, the, the last amendment to the German. Um, Foreign Trade Act introduced certain prohibitions. Uh, for instance, until clearance has been granted, um, the, the, the acquirer uh, should have no influence on how the voting rights are exercised. And as you just mentioned, um, sensitive information is not to be disclosed to the acquirer. And that, in fact, poses really um, complex issues uh, for, for, for the due diligence process. Um, in particular, I mean, because there are criminal law sanctions attached to this, uh, to a violations of these provisions, um, um, and, and you really need to look carefully what information you can can disclose. I mean, of course, you can can disclose typical financial information and and uh, uh, information that uh, probably is, is, is the main part of the due diligence process. But when it comes to for instance, uh, information, uh, details on technology and so on, you need to be very careful. And um, I mean, if this information is really relevant for determining, for instance, the purchase price, then you need to, to consider mechanisms like uh, having clean teams or a clean data room, i.e. teams um, which only comprise external advisors and um, who, who, who provide a certain high-level reports so that no on um, 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 secrets, so to say, are passed on to the acquirer. Okay, so at the moment, what are the sectors 
the key sectors that fall under the, the umbrella definition of uh, critical infrastructure? Um, so critical infrastructure is, 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 is one sector and that can be, um, 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 for instance, in, in particular companies that are um, um, important for maintaining certain areas of healthcare, um, telecommunication, um, electricity, water supply, and so on. I mean, the details for this definitions are there. They are provided in a in a um, guidance, and there these such companies must meet certain thresholds. So these are one, and then there are some very companies. That, that do very specific things, yeah, um, which are, um, for instance, providing um, cloud computing services and infrastructure for such critical infrastructures. Okay. Um, media industry is subject to, 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 to the sensitive sector list um, if the relevant companies contribute to the formation of public opinion via broadcasting, telemedia, etc. Um, then, due to the, the, the Corona amendment, um, um, we now also have um, companies that, that develop, manufacture, or market essential medicines, including their starting materials and active ingredients, um, or similar medicinal products, um, and so on. I mean, at the moment, there's, um, I think there, there are 11 different definitions on the list. Yeah. Um, and um, a problem here is that these definitions are not always very precise. Yeah. yeah and given, um, I mean, this is also can be tricky um, in the context of, a, of an investment situation to really um, determine whether the target falls under the list. And as I said, I mean, this uh, list will likely be extended later this year and then um, to, to such sectors as like biotechnology, um, robotics, um, artificial, infra, uh, artificial intelligence, um, etc. Okay, when, when should we expect, when do you expect this uh, new round of reform or reforms to, to, to come through, to come uh, to fruition? Um, I mean, the, the, the ministry only announced that, that um, um, it will um, present a proposal um, later this year. I mean, it announced that um, um, a few months ago. Um, I mean, I would assume after the summer break or maybe in autumn this year, um, so far, I mean, to the extent we know there is not, 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 not a draft at this stage available. Um, I mean, I think here, I mean, this is also subject to, 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 to political controversies. Yeah? I mean, I don't think that the, um, I mean, we have a coalition, uh, as you know, um, formed by the um, Christian Democrats, the Conservatives and the Social Democrats. and. I mean, I think there's still some criticism to this extension, at least among the Christian Democrats. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the BMBE has announced such plans and we, we, we expect them um, later this year. Okay. Um, well, Daniel, so, so what has been the, the attitude of uh, authorities uh, uh, towards these reviews uh, so far? Uh, what, what has been the outcome? Uh, are German authorities uh, really willing to go all the way to, uh, to, to, to veto uh, as far as vetoing operations? Or rather, this, this new and uh, continuously evolving uh, legislation uh, 
gives them leverage to 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 impose uh, uh, conditions to the to the operation that are being proposed. But it is unlikely that eventually the the single operation will be uh, uh, vetoed. Yes, I mean, um, so far we have only seen one veto um, or de facto veto yet. I mean, there was uh, uh, Yantai Tahai's um, contemplated acquisition of Liefeld metal spinning, manufacturer of equipment that can form high-strength materials. Um, I mean, here the, the, the German government announced that it would block the, the, the acquisition um, and as a response to this announcement, uh, Yantai um, terminated its, its acquisition plans um, during the review pro process. Okay. Um, we haven't seen any other prohibitions so far, yes, but um, I mean, as I just uh, mentioned, I mean, um, until now the prohibition criteria were much stricter. And um, I mean, it remains to be seen what happens um, as regards the prohibition practice now that we have lower prohibition criteria. Um, what we do have is a practice of the um, ministry, the BMBE, to impose conditions yeah, um, or obligations as a condition to clearance. Um, I mean, there are no published number in this respect, but I'm aware of a couple of cases. Um, um, so that it needs to be at least a two-digit number somewhere. Um, so what, what are these conditions? For instance, I mean, a standard condition you see is that the um, acquirer would be prohibited from moving the target's headquarter or sometimes also certain facilities outside of Germany. Yeah, mm -hmm. And there are other conditions that have imposed, but that's one of the, 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 the most regular ones, so the most you see see most of the times. What we also see is that, um, I mean, review period has, has review periods have been extended and the BMVE is making use of such reviews. Yeah? So, I mean, if, if an investment concerns a critical structure or you have a possibly critical acquirer, I mean, a company affiliated to a foreign government, I mean, um, you almost always have an extended review process, which can take up to six months or even longer. Um, and what we finally, what we also see is um, an increasing number in reviews. Yeah? I mean, um, or in depth level reviews. Yeah? So I think we had in 2016 around 42, um, and then um, up to 106 in 2019. Okay. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure that now that we have a standstill obligation and, and, and they're really um, 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 severe sanctions attached to, to, to submitting notifications and adhering to the process, that this number will be increased. Also considering that the number um, of, of sensitive sectors is being um, broadened continuously. Also, also because a new element uh, also introduces the fact that uh, those that uh, avoid willingly avoid uh, uh, notification, they will be uh, there will be criminal. It's going to be considered as a criminal offense, correct? Absolutely. I mean, if you if you violate violate one of these the, the mentioned prohibitions, so that for instance that you would allow um, the, the 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 acquirer. Um, an influence on how the voting rights in, in the target 
are shared before a notifiable um, transaction has been cleared by, by the provision. This can, or disclosing information and certain others. Um, this can be a criminal sanctions, um, and, and the, the, the sanction may be to, to uh, maybe imprisonment up to five years, actually, um, or fines, yeah, and, and I mean, these are certainly significant sanctions here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what what has been the reaction uh, amongst the uh, foreign investors? Uh, um, what what is the sentiment of of uh, the community of possible or interested foreign investors uh, that you may be dealing with uh, during your 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 regular work um, with uh, with uh, investment operations? What is the current uh, feeling? Uh, Towards this new this new regulation, um, certainly not a positive one. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Um, I mean, first of all, I mean, also on the on the on the on the, on the German industry side. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at, 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 it doesn't really matter on on what sector you look at. Yeah, whether it's private mm -hmm. equity, venture capital, startup firms, traditional industrial um, groups or um, small, medium-sized enterprises. I mean, they were all really opposed to this um, and, um, and, and voiced their, their concerns via their um, industry federations, um, but they have not been really heard. Yeah? I mean, there were maybe one or two minor concessions, um, but, but this is really um, a project that seems to be very important for, 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 uh, for Minister Altmaier. Um, and of course, yeah, I mean, if you, if, you, if you look outside of Germany, I mean, it doesn't help investments into Germany. Um, and um, I mean, if you have companies that, that may be considered to be active in a critical sector, I mean, a seller would, would think twice whether, whether um, he would, would deal with a foreign investor if he has um, the alternative um, of, of selling it to, 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 to an investor from Germany. Um, but of course, I mean, price is always um, also a, an important criterion. Sure. But I would say that, that foreign investors really have to 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 to, to pay an additional price there yeah, to to be considered here, um, because um, I mean, this is really a risk to deal certainty yeah, on the one hand, and of course, as, as as regards deal timing, when can you really close the deals deal um, if if there may be a possible review period of, of, of uh, four, six, or even more months. Oh. Yeah, so, so do you believe that this will uh, prevent some investors to even consider Germany as a, as a possible investment destination altogether? Um, in some cases, yes, I think it will. Um, I hope that the overall impact will be limited on balance yeah um but this will also really depend on how the ministry will deal or will handle its new powers in the future yeah? um if they um i mean they have now a um really sharp set of tools of weapons in their hand yeah and i hope that they will use it very um Proportionately and 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 and, and modestly, um, and that will be also and also in, in terms of um, timing of, of, of length of review processes. I think that will be important now. 
Um, I mean, I think in small cases, yeah. I mean, if you have have a small target and 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 the investment is not big, I mean, in these cases, I think it's pretty clear that a, a foreign investor will, will 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 think twice, yeah, whether whether um um he wants to go through the review process um which takes a lot of time, which costs money. Um, um, so I think in the, in the end, I mean, it's really, um, the re- you have to see it in relation to, 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 to the deal size. Yeah. But, but for, in particular for, for, for small investments, I think this will be an, a significant additional barrier. Okay. And you also mentioned that, uh, there is a quite a solid, uh, uh, uh opposition in, in the German industry, uh, Against these these new regulations, um, w- what are the arguments of uh, uh, German businesses against these these more stringent regulations uh, on the on foreign investment operations? Um, yeah, exactly. That uh, firsthand, I mean that this is um, may really may really have a negative effect on 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 the level of, of foreign investment into Germany. And second, I mean, given that, that Germany is really dependent or on, on, on exports, yeah, and, and uh, German companies are very active foreign investors themselves, uh, there's really a concern that this might, might, fire, might may fire back. Yeah? I mean, this is, for example, that these are the concerns you hear from, in, from, from, from traditional industries and also from the medium-sized company, family-owned company side. Um, I mean, if, if, if you look at, um, for example, private equity or venture capital, um, I mean, for them, I mean, biotechnology, artificial intelligence, um, these are really highly interesting sectors. Sure. Um, and um, even if that, that may not um, prevent them from doing acquisition, it may prevent them doing from exit yeah, at a later stage, yeah, because that's the other side of the medal. And if you look, finally, if you look at... Um, um, Startups, yeah, well, also the, the German Startup Association was, was, was opposed to this legislation. They say, okay, but we, we, we need investors, yeah, and, and really, I mean, these are really fields where we need investors in. And um, um, I mean, for for instance, I mean, um, as we know, the venture capital um, industry is is, is is bigger outside of Germany than than inside of Germany, yeah? and and there are fears that this will also, I mean. Um, 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 be, a, be, a, be a barrier for, for investment in startups. So it's very interesting that you mentioned startups. This was uh, also something that was uh, was uh, mentioned and emphasized in the in the issue in the guidance issued by the European Commission in March. Uh, SMEs and startups. Uh, so in a way, they recognize the fact that uh, no matter how big your company, uh, you you might still be developing very sensitive. Uh, or at least allegedly sensitive uh, uh, technologies. Uh, is there any specific reference to startups in the German legislation? Uh, is there any any uh, minimum threshold in terms of value of the operation that uh, triggers these uh, review processes? No, unfortunately not. Okay, so any 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 operation, uh, no matter how big uh, uh, it might be. Is uh, subject to is pos- in in these sectors obviously is subject to review. Yes, right. I mean, I mean and this was also something that that the industry um, federation um, lobbied uh, for. Yeah, that there should be some sort of de minimis exemptions, like you, for instance, have in in under merger control law. 
um, and which I think makes absolutely sense. Yeah, but but no, they are not. Okay, well, Daniel, a very final uh, point. So, as a as a lawyer, as a, a professional. Uh, trying to navigate this ever-evolving uh, legislation. What is your uh, single piece of advice for any of your clients from uh, coming from outside Germany uh, and possibly interested in, in, uh, in acquiring or doing any foreign investment operation in a country? Um, yes, I think that 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 in in, in advance of um, um or at a very early stage of of, of a transaction, um, an investor but also a seller should consider. I mean, what is the target here? Um, does it fall under under a sensitive sector, or or could it be otherwise relevant? And then that, that that's one thing, and then the other thing is that of course you look at the investor. Yeah, I mean, is that an investor that may raise eyebrows in in Berlin? Yeah, because it has affiliations um, with with a foreign government, for instance, or um, is financed by a foreign government. Um, I mean, if these or one of these two things apply, um, I mean, then then this is really I think you really need to. Um, 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 develop a strategy of how to deal with that. I mean, um, you will need to 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 um, say, assess the risk. How high is it that there is a risk? Um, what does it mean for 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 transaction timing for the timetable? Yeah. Um, how would you deal with possible risk? Yeah. Um, so so would 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 from from sell side you would consider. I mean, would would you want the the buyer to to um, to, to be okay with accepting all obligations that the BMVE might may be imposed. Um, I mean, for as, as we discussed, for 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 the due diligence uh, process, you would need to introduce um, safeguards. Um, yes, I think these are the main um, important items that should be considered in such a context. Okay. Well, uh, Daniel, thank you very much for this very insightful uh, conversation. Thank you. Daniel Widman, an associate partner with law firm Polath and Partners based out of Frankfurt. Thanks again for being with us today. This was the fourth episode of Fortress FDI, our mini-series about rising investment scrutiny and protectionism around the globe. In the next episode, we go back to London, where the government has made it clear that the UK, and I'm quoting here, is open for business not for exploitation. You can follow us and subscribe on iTunes, Acast or Spotify. Thanks for listening and until the next time.